Hi, everyone, and welcome to the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And this week, you know, we circled this in or penciled this week in as a winnable game for tech, but I don't know. I, I, I'm a little scared of FIU right now. Yeah, because La Tech has fewer wins than they do right now. Nah, Pain. we're good. Wrap the episode. We're <sighs> done here. Well, I, I'm just scared because they played Charlotte last week, beat them, and then got Charlotte's coach fired. So I'm I'm more worried for Sonny <laughs> Cumbie's job at the moment. I'm not really sure what oh. kind of black magic voodoo they have. Well, <laughs> Charlotte, by God. But we're not here to talk about Charlotte. Good old FIU is kind of on the up and up. They kind of entered the season considered to be one of the worst teams in CUSA, which is, I can't think of a worse title to give a team. And now I think, aren't they three and four? Yeah, they are three and four. So they have uh, clawed their way out. I think they started off 0 and 3. They started 1 and 2. Uh, ah, they did okay. beat their FCS school by one. Then oh, lost Bryant? to Texas State. Yep, Bryant to lost Br- to Texas State <laughs> 41 to 12. And then Western Kentucky 73 to nothing. Just to repeat that, they lost to Western Kentucky 73 to nothing. Uh, um, yeah, Western Kentucky's good. I don't know that they're 73 to nothing over a fellow conference team good. That is uh, pretty brutal. I mean, it's a thing that happened. Yeah, That's they played true. the game. That was the result. That <laughs> is true. Yeah, before we jump too far in the FIU talk, uh, some games that I hope we also win 73 to nothing. Uh, that schedule was announced this week. The baseball what? team. I hope we can Man. beat some teams. Seventy-three to nothing in baseball is what I'm saying. Yeah, but what? Do, uh, what that was that was immaculate. It, I have no notes. Um, okay, great. Great. Isn't great. there a run rule? <laughs> for the love of God! I believe only on Sunday games in conference. So you could do that Imagine Friday night, probably. Seventy-three to nothing. La Tech baseball victory. A softball team this week beat LSUE like twenty-three to two or something like that. Yeah, twenty-seven. That's embarrassing. But um, go Texters. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll do, obviously, like, a full preview of this schedule uh, when it actually is baseball time. But I just, you know, this schedule came out, and first of all, great job to Lane Burroughs and the coaching staff for this schedule, because it is really, really good. You know, anything stand out to you guys right off the bat here? Um, You know, what series are you excited for? (laughs) Right off the bat. Yeah, I didn't. eh. (laughs) Let's pretend like I did that on purpose. Um, Yeah. No, I'm you pretty know. sure it was out of left field. God damn it. Anything, Nathan, that stands out to you right off the bat here? Yeah, I mean, the SEC schools and out-of-conference play at Ole Miss, at Arkansas, we're not hosting one this year. LSU doesn't come to town or anything. But they don't embarrass themselves. Yeah, they don't, we don't even go there this year, but we, I think we've talked about that before, how apparently they're scared to play us now. That's fun. Um, but yeah, it's nice to see Dallas Baptist on the the conference schedule so we have a home and home with them basically over over some weekends and then yeah i'm a little sad that charlotte's a home series this year because that would be the most drivable game for me from the dc area instead mm. uh I, I don't know none of these are really anywhere near drivable middle tennessee i guess would be the closest they play to me and that's, a, that's that's a that's a drive that's very far. Sh- i've made the drive from or i went from uh, murfreesboro to dc and that was yeah that's a long way well, if you do go to the Murph, give a big shout out to my homeboy, Big Smo. Yeah, Big Smo, obviously our favorite. Shout out, Big Smo. Oh. Uh, well, <laughs> God damn it, I, <laughs> that's all I took from Evans' two years in Murfreesboro. 
Uh, the Arkansas series is interesting. Oh, it, is yeah. dri- it is drivable for me. Also, Uncle Rolf, also Eureka Pizza. Yeah. So um, I will be going. Tempting. That is my birthday weekend. Very excited. Oh, my God. Oh, then I'm, de- I'm definitely going to go. Yeah, Courtney and I are trying to are talking about flying down yeah. and, and driving birthday, up with Evan. also the 14th. So, and uh, mine is the 26th. Yeah. March birthdays. Let's and go. I think Courtney, I think everybody who would be there was born in the month of March. Wow. Including the players. Yeah. You're not allowed to travel to Arkansas unless your birthday is in March. <laughs> uh, well, Julia's got to come. I don't know how the baby would, but we'll find a way. Um, everything you mentioned, Nathan, obviously uh, series at Ole Miss early in the season. Uh, Ole Miss, by the way, just won the national championship, right? <laughs> so no. uh, yeah, didn't they? No, it was vacated. Did you vacate it or did the NCAA? I went into Wikipedia and I redacted it. Oh, well, you heard it here first. Breaking it news. It didn't happen. Can't wait for Texas to sweep Ole Miss and break into their building and steal the trophy. Hell yeah. Uh, we'll rematch with Air Force at home, too. I mean, that's exciting. But I love seeing um, we have a two midweek games, back-to-back weeks, one at home against Southern Miss and one away at Southern Miss. That is good to see, especially since they're no longer that hated conference foe. But, um, you know, keep those guys on the schedule. They have a high RPI. We have a high RPI. And, you know, love to see that hate keep going. Well, let's uh, fuck USM. Their fan base, their fans, their school, the whole state. Uh Glad to see us playing them. Yeah. yeah, I was wondering if that would take a year off, but no. I mean, both teams are usually pretty highly ranked, so I think it makes a sense for both programs to just keep that series going, yeah. even and if you have to move it to out of conference play. Makes sense for them to put in a position player as their closer. Yep, I hope that becomes a tradition uh, for them. So, <laughs> yeah, and hopefully the season goes well enough. Hopefully they finish it off in Houston, Texas, with a conference USA championship trophy hoisting that Rice is hosting. We're not going to complain about this one because Rice didn't leave the conference early. They put in their notice. <laughs> yeah also i've heard really good things about their stadium it's in downtown it's like got a really cool backdrop with the with the skyline and everything so i may have to may have to go check that out Arcan the arkansas series is cool it's only a it's about a little under a three-hour drive well a little over a three-hour drive for me to get down there and go and if you guys are going to be in town i see no reason why i can't join you yeah Hell yeah sounds like fun you know what well, else sounds like fun that. Beating the pants off of FIU this week. Yes. Yeah, the Panthers, we talked about how they just beat Charlotte, but they are still number 126 in SP+. Still not a great team. Tech has never lost to FIU in a series that goes all the way back to 2013. (laughs) Nice. What's that? How many times have we played them? Like three or four? Four times. Okay. We play them in 2013. We beat them 23 to 7 in Miami, 2015, 27 to 17 at home. The next year, 44 to 24 in Miami. And then most recently in 2019, 43 to 31 in Ruston. Yeah, they had a pretty good quarterback that year, I think. I remember his name. Morgan or something? (laughs) Anyway. The school's in Miami, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, And and that that quarterback you remember was James Morgan. Yeah. And this year, their quarterback is Grayson James. Wow. So I just hope it's spelled G-R-A-C-Y-N-N-E. I'm not checking, but I'm just going to go ahead and say yes. Uh, Thank you. The offense this year is very pass heavy. Grayson James, however you choose to spell his first name, handles the ball a lot. 
Uh, their pass play percentage is in the top 35 in college football, and their number of passes thrown per game is in the top 25. So they will air the ball out. They are also not all that successful at it, though. 5.7 yards per pass. That's in the bottom 20 in college 5. football. 5.7? Yards per pass. Oh, man. Are they Aaron Brooksing it out there? Okay. <laughs> All right, yeah, I need a second to recover from that. That that hit a place I haven't been to in years. Uh, yeah, and their running game is not all that much better. Much like Aaron Brooks trying to to leg one out three point six to Deuce McAllister. <laughs> Just take this and love us again. Yeah, that's why he's anyway. in the booth now. Yeah, three point six yards per rush, a hundredth best in the country. So was that twenty first worst? Not- not great. 31st worst. Yeah, not great. So, I mean, really, there's not much this offense is very good at, as mean as that is to say. I mean, their red zone scoring is even the second worst in the country. At When they get into the red zone, they only score on 56% of their opportunities. Wow. That's, A coin uh, flip when they enter the red zone. <laughs> the score. Wow. Wait, so there's, well, text, that's not touchdown text. percentage. That's scoring? No, that's scoring percentage. Wow. Yikes. Is, is there a kicker, kicker me? Yeah. Their kicker has hit 57% of their field goals. Oh, that is really bad. I'll see if I can get some more in-depth information about him in a second. Don't. Their overall offense, I mean, it's really interesting to me that they pass so much. You know, their total offense in the country is 107th. Passing offense is 76, so not as bad. But then you look at the total offense in conference play, um, or I guess this is their whole schedule, seven games. They're averaging 4.7 yards per play, which is uh, worst in the conference by almost a quarter of a yard. So they're also averaging 20 yards less than any other team in Conference USA uh, per game. So it's just kind of interesting that like they pass the ball so much. I mean, I guess it's all short passes. Is that the case or? That's what it's well, looking like. Uh, Skip Holtz is fully chubbed. Yeah. To To circle back to the kicker real quick, Chase Gabriel is his name. Five for eight for field goal so far this year. The number I had didn't include one that he hit in the FCS game. Only had Uh, eight attempts? Yes, he missed two that were 20 to 30 yards and one that was a 40-ish yarder. And as long as 49. He's also missed an extra point. He's averaging one attempt a game. That just seems nuts. They just aren't scoring a lot either. They're not getting to the red zone very often. Uh, But another thing to note about this offense is that in this past game against Charlotte, what really worked for them was that Grayson James ran the first two touchdowns they play they scored in that game were both on the first two drives and they were 10 15 yard rushes by the quarterback uh the second one i know at least was a design run by him uh, the third drive they also almost scored on a touchdown on a quarterback run and then ended up having to hand the ball off to get the last three yards but i mean it's really just it's Grayson james show he's not been the best armed quarterback that we've seen in conference play i'm sure there have been worse but he's dangerous with his legs and that kind of concerns me. What makes me a little bit more helpful about it is that Trey Self, the Stephen F. Austin quarterback that our coaching staff was allegedly very afraid of, turns out that we were able to stop him pretty easily. So hopefully that that's the one thing our defense can can really do this year. They can't defend the run. They can kind of defend the pass, but if they're able to, to keep the quarterback from running, then this may be an easier than expected night for the Bulldog defense. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking at their stats in conference play, especially and like their offense just doesn't put up points. I mean, they're averaging 15 points a game in conference play like that's that's not good. They've only played three games. Tech has also played three. We're averaging 36.3. So uh, 
I don't know, FIU's also giving up 39 yards or uh, points per game in conference play. We're giving up 40, so that's not great. But um, I don't know if you if you go by those numbers alone, I feel pretty confident that we're going to be able to put up a lot of points, you know, sort of regardless of who's playing the quarterback position. Yeah, The one thing that makes me a little bit nervous about their defense is their ability to stop the run. Uh, 3.8 yards per rush allowed. Text, by the way, if you're curious, let me pull that one up. Just make you make you sad for a moment. And in sure. n- non-FCS play, Tech is allowing 6.7 yards per rush. That's worst in college football. Uh, oh, that's great news. Yeah, really brightens your day. Yeah, 3.8, though, from FIU. Not that Tech is a very run-heavy team, but this isn't a team that we're, we're able to run against, I don't think. So even if we build a lead early, we'll still need the passing game to be effective throughout the late quarters to allow us to put this one away and not have a, a comeback attempt, which I feel like we've let a few times happen already this year. Uh, the passing defense is, is not God-awful, but it's also not very good either, allowing a completion percentage of around 63%. It's about middle of the pack, 7.5 yards per pass, not bad. Not really getting sacks, not really intercepting the ball very often, just a very generic Conference USA defense. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, that's this team in a nutshell. Evan, is there a player to watch that you see on this team? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the quarterback. Obviously, if he's able to run the ball on us, that's going to be trouble. Um, we know that our linebackers are not very fast, so a, a fast uh, running quarterback is pretty scary. So I guess I'll go ahead and pick him and, and leave you guys one of the other obvious guys who I was going to jump into here as well. But yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go with that quarterback, Grayson James. He's not really much of a threat throwing the ball, it doesn't seem like. He's only thrown, I think, like six touchdown passes this season. Is that right? I think Eight. I lost that tab. But yeah, he's thrown eight, but he's also thrown six interceptions. Yeah. Okay. I mean, eight. And that includes like that includes a game against Bryant, who I think is a pretty terrible FCS team <laughs> um, that it looked like they were going to lose that game. I remember yeah, it went to overtime. Night. Yeah. Like it, it really looked like they were going to lose four of his eight touchdowns came in that one game. Oh, my God. So he's thrown four touchdowns in the <laughs> in the remaining Thanks. six games. And they've won three, like two more games. Like what the hell? Yeah. yeah granted, he scored winning? two rushing touchdowns against Charlotte. That's not included in there. I'd like but to trade our luck with theirs, please. I mean, I mean they're shut team. up by Western Kentucky. They scored one touchdown against New Mexico State. They scored twelve points against UConn. <laughs> this team has scored sixteen touchdowns this season. The, How many is- their, their twelve points were a touchdown, field goal, safety. <laughs> multifarious there you go they're they're well-rounded the the three true outcomes of football (laughs) the gentleman's touchdown (laughs) 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 you laugh so hard Um, yeah i mean fiu has scored 127 points the next lowest in conference has scored 190 and that's charlotte who fiu just beat by like double digits so ouch that's kind of funny um Tech, meanwhile, has scored 219, which is, I don't know, probably middle of the pack. About 2319. But yeah, so I'm going to go with the quarterback just because he's that running threat. And maybe they've figured out something about Charlotte's defense last week that allowed them to do that. And boy, if they're watching tape on us, which I'm sure they are, (laughs) they're getting ready to they're getting ready to run a lot more than they normally do. Yeah, And if they choose to run the ball, it will be Lexington Joseph that will have the most of the design carries, at least uh, the leading rusher, but only 10 more rushes than Grayson James has on the year. But I th- that may be including sacks, 363 yards, 5.5 average, three touchdowns. Also a decent threat on the backfield Two of those eight passing touchdowns were to Joseph. 
out of the backfield. So five total touchdowns on the year for him so far. Um, and then even when he catches the ball, he's been pretty effective with it. It's 14 catches for 105 yards. That's seven and a half per. So, I mean, this is a guy who you won't light the world on fire, but you don't really need a guy to light the world on fire when the tech defense will give that to you anyway when they try to stop the run. Yeah. Matt, you got anybody? I do, but it's on the defense. Uh, Sean Peterson Jr. Yeah. He's got, got five sacks. Uh, which is tied for 32nd best in the country. Two forced fumbles tied for 17th best in the country. Uh, doesn't really have a lot of solo tackles. So might be kind of an edge edge specialist in their defensive packages. And uh, that that seems to be the only thing he's really good at, which sacking the quarterback is a vital thing. <laughs> so uh, yeah. yeah, looking at this. All right, so five sacks, including another half tackle for loss he got somewhere else. Five and a half TFLs. 14 total tackles. Wow. Yeah. Nearly a third or over yeah. a third of his tackles are over for loss. It's so, like you get to the line of scrimmage and he just lays down and takes a nap. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's scary because like, you know, and, and we'll, we'll have to have a whole segment on this, but you know, last week we saw what happens when our offensive line breaks down and lets people sack our quarterbacks. Um, and you know, this week we, may or may not we don't know at this point have a true freshman 18 year old starting at quarterback who we really 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 don't want to get hurt so you know that that could have a huge impact on this game you know especially um if we're trying to do quick passes and that sort of thing because like you said nathan fie's run defense seems to be a little better than their pass defense and i think also we'd be remiss if we did not mention tyrese chambers um he's a wide receiver from fiu yeah. He was named the uh, preseason uh, first team all-conference CUSA. Not really lighting the world on fire with the stats this year so far. I mean, just three touchdowns. 37 catches, though, leads the team. 405 yards is about double, uh, almost double the next closest guy. Um, And he averages 11 yards per catch, which is, um, you know, more than, than suggested when you say FIU uh, only does short passing. So I think he's a guy that they'll try to get the ball to in space. I think he's also their punt returner. So, you know, Tech will have to wrap this kid up. He's he's very, very good. And, um, you know, he's named first team all CUSA uh, for a reason. Last year he had over 1,000 yards receiving and nine touchdowns on a really bad FIU team. So uh, definitely got to watch out for him. Yeah, and you mentioned trying to keep Liddy upright. I think we should talk about this a little bit. The situation with Landry Liddy and what we should do at quarterback. It's a kind of a moot point if Parker McNeil is hurt, but to give an idea of where we stand, and I know the two of y'all talked about this on the recap show for the Rice game. Matt Downing is out for the year. His injury is going to knock him out for the rest of the season. So that leaves out of the quarterbacks that have experience so far this year, Parker McNeil and Landry Liddy. Parker McNeil started off very poorly, but it looked pretty impressive until he was hurt. Uh, last week for a little bit, kind of roughed up his shoulder. And then in the game this past Saturday, re-injure that shoulder. We're not sure yet if he'll be able to play this game or not. So if he's not able, that leaves it to Landry Liddy. If he is able, then we're not, I'm not quite sure what Sonny Cumbie will do because I imagine even if he's able to play, he won't be a hundred percent. So do you, do you wait an extra week, give Liddy this start and then put McNeil back in or, or what do you, what do you really do here? So I'll take, so I'll take this. And uh, Liddy's only played in two games. He's got two more that he can play in without burning his red shirt. This has been a little topic of 
debate in our group chat. I'm still adamant he should not play more than four games. The season's over. Tech's not going to win. Tech's not going to win out and get to a bowl game or, you know, go four and one or whatever. The season's over as far as that's concerned. But because of that, I see no reason why uh, Liddy should play more than he needs to uh, so he can have four years of eligibility past this year. Because I would love four more years of what I saw against Rice if that really is who he is. Uh, I'd hate for that to only be knocked down to three because he had to come in and play or Sonny decided, oh, yeah, I'm going to play this kid now. So, But the answer to this is I think he should play against FIU. Uh, I'm not sure Parker is 100% or even if he'd be like 50%. Yeah, I, that's where I stand too is that let Parker yeah. McNeil, even if he's able to throw and he's able to play this game, give him the extra week off. Let Lee yeah, absolutely roll off his momentum, reassess next week, maybe even just go ahead and give that one to Liddy too. And then worst case, if Parker does end up getting hurt again, then you can burn Liddy's red shirt. And see, I'm I, not down with that. I'm not down with that at all. You would <laughs> rather put in, uh, who's our fourth string guy? I can't remember his name. Jack but you'd Turner. rather, you'd rather put in Jack Turner for the last couple of games? I absolutely am on that wagon because you want to have, unless Liddy's so fucking good that after three years he leaves and goes like in the first round of the draft, thinking way too far ahead. But I would rather put in... Crown the man. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Crown their ass. R.I.P. Denny Green. But not down with... I'll never be down with the idea of Liddy burning the red shirt. I think it's awesome that they changed the rule so he can play in four games. Now I'm a little frustrated that he came in against SFA because if he hadn't, then Rice would have been his first game. And then he could have conceivably nearly played out the rest of the season. But it doesn't matter. I don't want Liddy playing more than what he needs to so he can keep his red shirt. But against FIU, I think he absolutely should play because I don't think Parker's ready. And why not? Give the kid a whole game. The season's over. So give the kid a whole game. Let's see what he's got, even if it is against a team that's not very good. Evan, what do you think? So um, I agree with a lot of what you said, Matt. Um, I think absolutely he should start this week, uh, not regardless of Parker McNeil's health, but I think you're absolutely right, Nathan. Give him the extra week off. I mean, from what we heard about practice last week, McNeil was nursing a shoulder injury um, and then he aggravated it, right? So it if you know Parker McNeil is going to play later this season, I think it's in everyone's best interest that he not play this Friday night. Um, also, I mean... Not to not to put a damper on on what Liddy came in and did because it was incredible. I was there. It was awesome to see in person. It was awesome to watch the highlights again and again. But I want to see what he does on a routine play, right? Every single play that he had was basically like do or fucking die. So, you know, we know what he is when the pressure's on. What about on second and three in the second quarter? Can he make the routine throw? You know, I, I want to see that. I want to, I want to, you know, see what he's got for 30 minutes at a time instead of just the last 38 seconds of the game, you know, like what, what does he have for all four quarters, you know, in, in a game that matters because Matt, the, where I disagree with you is that, you know, yeah, the most likely scenario for this season. And I've, I've got Nathan's record predictor up here uh, is that we go four and eight or five and seven. It's over five and seven is stupid. Optimistic. It is 70% likely, 71% likely that that will happen. Four and eight or five and seven. Six and six, about 12% of a chance. Seven and five, 1.27. So I think you play him this week. And if he plays incredibly, I don't think you can pull him out. I mean, let him start at home against MTSU. 
the following weekend, um, see what happens. And then you've got him at four games, right? And you say, okay, we lost to MTSU, so we would have to win out. Which is not going to happen. Maybe his play on the field dictates it as well. Like Parker McNeil's ready to go. We think he's the best option to win the game. Let's put him back in. But if he comes out and just lights the world on fire against FIU, MTSU, we go 2-0 and in those games. All of a sudden, we're 4-5 and with three games left, right? And one of those games is Charlotte, who's god-awful. And, you know, UAB's not as good as they, they have been. And UTSA is what it is. But I think you let him play if he's the guy. I, I, mean, I really just don't think so, man. Parker's not a bad quarterback. He's not. And I and I would feel bad for Parker almost because it's like, you know, but again, I said this in the episode before when I'd had a bunch of whiskey. But, uh, you know, I I don't I don't really care about 2026 at this point. We're going to have other quarterback recruits. We're going to get other people in. We could get a transfer. Like, who knows who the coaching staff will be in 2026? You know what I mean? Like. I guess it gives us the best chance to win and have fun watching football games this season. I want him on the field and that starts Friday night with FIU. And you know, this could all be moot and maybe we get stomped by FIU because Liddy throws eight, eight interceptions, you know, like, (laughs) I I don't know, but I want to get off to miss off Mr. Bones wild ride, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, I'm really excited for Friday because I think Liddy's going to start, you know, I don't, have any insight from practice i know they're keeping sort of a tight lip on it this week right but i think parker mcneil needs the extra time and if he's going to be the guy for the final four or three games of the year i want him to get that additional rest and be be ready to play not that i'm taking fiu lightly but uh i guess we can get into that in a second but i i think you know parker mcneil's not necessarily needed uh in this game hopefully yeah yeah i'm not i'm still not actually ready to give up bowl chances in this season yet 12 point whatever percent is not great of a shot of making a bowl game but yeah. there are some There's winnable games on the schedule we go three and nine than that we go six and six at this point in the season even if we don't make a bowl game play the quarterback that's best for that game 2026 i don't know you with the the amount that louisiana funds colleges i'm not even sure if any of these universities will still be open in 2026 <laughs> <laughs> so who knows what's going to happen and just play your best guy whenever you're able to. And just not down with that delayed gratification. I'd rather four more years of excellence than three because people were like, Oh, let's see what he's got a couple more times. Just think it's a little, I, I just think that if he's a four too, year right? starter, if he's a four plus four game year starter four year plus four game starter, then he's either probably not staying at tech all four years going to the draft early anyway or something. I just, I don't see him on this roster in 2026 unless he's aggressively middle of the pack. And if that's the case, then we might want to transfer at some point in there anyway. Just not down with it. Maybe I'll be a little bit more inclined to look at it. Your guys's way. If he in fact does succeed tremendously against FIU, which I fully expect him to. And then if Parker's injury is more serious than they're letting on, and he has to play against MTSU, and they destroy MTSU. Then all of a sudden, you're four and four and five, and you got to win two more. And out of those three last games, I think you got UAB, Charlotte, and UTSA. Uh, I like our chances against Charlotte. And if he really is that that bad of a, of a dog, if he it, it, if it all adds up to Liddy 
getting tech to six and six and winning a ball game and finish seven and six. Sure. I'll say, you know what? You guys are fucking geniuses. Fuck that red shirt <laughs> because uh, that would have been incredible. I don't think it's going to happen, but uh, I guess I'm kind of at a kind of like Parker McNeil. I, I'm at a week to week on a, how I feel about this. And since the game is on Friday, I have a really hard time believing Parker's shoulder is ready to go. Yeah, I, that's where I'm at. And I'm not sure if this is what the computer polls are thinking uh, when they're making these predictions about who's in and who's out. But Massey gives Tech a 68% chance to win this game, 35 to 27. So close. So close. Anyway, ESPN FBI, an 80.6% chance to win this game. And Vegas, which may have more information than we do about the quarterback room in the moment, uh, has favored the Bulldogs by six and a half with an over-under of 58.5. That was the same over-under as last week. Uh, That's roughly a 33 to 26 Bulldog victory there. But... I think our predictions may change a little bit depending on who the starting quarterback is. But right now, with the uncertainty in place, Matt, how do you think this week will go? If Liddy plays, Tech's going to win by 35 or 40. And if he doesn't? Tech will win by 10 to 14. Interesting. Interesting. Maybe as high as maybe as high as high 21. And I realize that by saying that, I'm making more of a case for him to start the rest of the season. <laughs> what do you think, Evan? Yeah, I mean... I think I think Liddy plays. Um, I think mainly because Parker's not ready and there's not really another choice. No offense to uh, to uh, whatever Jack, Jack Turner. Turner. Yeah, put some respect on that man's name. Linebacker Mackie Carabin said it was awesome to see him make that throw, but I see him every day, so it didn't surprise me because he's so calm. He's a football junkie. I knew he was ready for that moment. And then offensive lineman Carson Bruno said, "I wasn't surprised when he threw that touchdown." Uh, I saw the look on his face when he walked into the huddle and I knew he was about to hit one. <laughs> that guy was locked in and ready to go. So <laughs> that's, yeah. just fucking... uh, that's pretty fucking cool to read. And I think you could, you know, Nathan, you can attest to this too. In the stadium, the energy was there. The team was like, was a little more juiced up maybe when he came off the bench. Um, and so I think Friday they'll bring that energy and, you know, the defense is going to give up some points. Obviously uh, defense has been a struggle for us all year. So I'm going to say something like 44, four to 28 uh tech wins first first road victory since 2020 by the way oh yeah Pain. wow uh Pain. north texas in 2020 was our last road victory that'd be kind of fun to just never win another road game just to rub that in their face that they were the last team that was <laughs> in the road would would that be fun actually now that no. i say it yeah i also think that tech wins this game I, it really comes down to mistakes whether parker mcneil if he ends up playing goes back to his intercepting ways whether Marquise Crosby fumbles the ball like he's done a couple times this year. I think those are the ways that Tech can lose this game. Uh, yeah, so I think Tech wins this game. I think they win it by like 21 or something. I think it's like 42 to, I'll say actually, I'll say 42 to 14. Wow. Tech wins this game. I, th- think, I, I think it's not even particularly close. the team to 14? I think all 14 points are scored in the second half. I think we hold them sh- scoreless wow. throughout the first. We have some starters back, I think, this week, hopefully as well. And then we just let 14 points, a little bit of garbage time, a little bit of just our defense getting tired. Can't wait to lose by 50. Yeah, agreed. Can't, can't wait for them to score 14 points in the first 12 seconds of the game somehow. Yeah. Well, if we do lose by 50, we may need to head to Brister's again to uh, <laughs> recover. Evan, what's this week's Tweet of the Week? Yeah, so after the 42-41 to 41, uh, loss to Rice last week, the group or the gang who was in Rustin went uh, to Brister Smokehouse. Shout out Brister Smokehouse. And uh, I tweeted drowning our sorrows with a picture of me and Catherine's food. And uh, Chris Brister, the owner, 
um, and proprietor, if you will, of that delicious barbecue uh, said, get it all. We also have beer. <laughs> so, yeah, shout out to Brister Smokehouse. Um, we will be back. I'll, I'll be back anyway for the MTSU game, and I may have to go early in the day so I can get the scatterload sandwich. So uh, shout out Brister's. Not a backdoor sponsor, just good barbecue yeah. and a funny tweet. Yeah. Speaking of our sponsor, go buy sunflower seeds. <laughs> we we are sponsored. You can use the code GoTech at um, checkout for I think ten percent off your order um, of Chinook sunflower seeds. It's ChinookCedary.com. Um, they are legitimately delicious. Like, have you guys eaten any yet? They are. The first time I ever ate sunflower seeds, and I started are, off on the they right are foot. Very, they are very good. Yeah, I got my uh, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law like addicted to them. They've already bought two cases using the code. I was like, damn, y'all. Like, I'm still working on the case they sent me for free that I gave away 90% of. But that's just because I, I don't just sit around and eat sunflower seeds. I, like, go outside and eat them. Wow, you're saying they it. sit around all day and eat damn. sunflower seeds. That is what I'm saying. They literally, like, sit on the couch and spit sunflower seeds into a bottle. Like it's it's a much healthier snack than the snacks I eat. But and baseball season is fast approaching, so now's the time yeah. to get ahead. That's what we need to do. We need now. to get the baseball team. Hey, baseball moms, y'all yeah. want to buy some sunflower seeds for the team? Like, hit me, hit me up. I got that code. Go we need take. to get a code for orange slices as well for doing <laughs> team sport <laughs> snacks. Yeah, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Please Untie podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at g o t e c h p l s d n t d i e. Or you can go to our blog website, whatever you want to call it, gtpdd.dog, where you can do the contest. You can do the fantasy football challenge, or you can buy the shirt. It is still October. For a few more days, Halloween is almost here. I hope you bought your costume already. But if you haven't, and you feel like waiting 7 to 14 days to get a sweater that you can't really wear for trick-or-treating anyway, buy the shirt of the month (laughs) or the sweatshirt of the month. The 1972 team that was featured during the Rice homecoming game, their undefeated season, their Grantland Rice Bowl championship, their national championship honors, all that on a shirt. Get it now before it's gone. GTPDD.dog slash shop. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And go tech. Please don't die. of who starts i think even jack turner could probably lead this team whoa whoa um, whoa <laughs> again no offense to mr turner but lonnie ratliff the fourth our fifth string quarterback could lead this point, team why are you on the team to hold the clipboard like, why, why do we need five quarters a higher string than you are yeah well no fucking shit guys i'm 30 <laughs> years old I'm not brandon whedon over here <laughs> not saying the guy's worthless at life. I'm just saying, why the fuck do we need five quarterbacks? Why not have, why not have six? Someone's got to get the coffee.